three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast, another pop culture podcast, but this time we're brothers. <laughs> my name is Tyler, and I'm sitting here with my co-host. What's up, guys? It's Jeff. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with that. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out a, an intro to describe what we do here, but that's definitely not going to be it. <laughs> um <laughs> So our third co-host, uh, our other brother, is not. He's uh, he's in the depths of getting his postgraduate degree, and uh, is in the middle of a project. So he's not going to be able to join us this week. Um, but uh, while the uh, the sports nerds away, the real nerds will play. Jeff and I are going to jump into. Um, kind of a news heavy episode to talk about some of the comic book news and the movie news um stuff that's been going on because he and i really like to kind of research that stuff and keep up with it and so you guys are going to hear some of our thoughts on some of the movie news uh that's been coming out um but first we like to talk about some things that we've been getting into throughout the week jeff why don't you uh give us a taste of what you've been uh, watching reading or playing sure um I've been uh, I had a little bit of a fall off this last week. Work's picked up a little bit. Um, I've been rewatching Community to help fall asleep. I did start watching Doom Patrol. I watched the whole first season, and I'm a couple episodes into the second season. Um, other than that, I've been picked up. A, it's not a new video game, but it's new to me. I started playing Smite on PS4, which is a, a multiplayer online battle arena. I had some friends who had some experience, and uh, so I formed a little group to play that. Um, so lately that and, and my, uh, uh, old faithful game of rocket league is what I've been playing lately. Um, but I mean, I'm excited for Baldur's Gate three. There's some new, um, content that was released for, or new news really about that. Um, which I don't, I know Tyler, I don't think you'll play Baldur's Gate. Um, no, it's a, it's a D and D heavily inspired, um, game franchise anyway and their their new installment looks super exciting and uh, uh yeah 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 yeah. i i've not played it but i have been seeing um all the all the websites have been doing heavy reporting on the all the updates that have been coming out recently so i've been reading them but i just i just don't have the time to jump into a super deep fantasy realm video game so i'll leave that to you yeah no, I mean, I, I, I'm, you're not the heaviest RPG gamer. Um, I personally am excited for it. I, for those of you that don't know, for any, any of our theoretical listeners, um, <laughs> uh, I run a D&D game. I'm a dungeon master for a game, including uh, one of my players is actually uh, Brian. I think I, maybe it came up in a different podcast, but I don't know. Um, it's Brian definitely my, come up. Yeah, Brian is one of the, the members of our uh, group. Um so definitely the fact that Baldur's Gate 3, it's, it's just so heavily inspired by the Dungeons & Dragons world, um, which is awesome. It just literally takes, I mean, obviously they expanded on some of the mechanics that make it work within a, a video game environment, but it's like co-op and it's turn-based and it's um, 
set in the, literally the same exact continent. It's, it's licensed by Wizards of the Coast, which is awesome. Um, other than that, the other game I'm looking forward to is uh, just like everyone else, um, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know anyone. Fuck, I want that to come out. Everyone's. Uh, it's just the next. Um, it's been six years since they announced that, and I've literally been tracking it for six years. It's like my entire relationship with my wife <laughs> is like on the same timeline as this. Hopefully, uh, this game is less disappointing than my wife. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. If Kelly ever listens, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I'm really excited about that game. What is it? It's a November release. Is November, that right? Like mid November, yeah. Yeah, um, that's very exciting. Uh, so for me, what I've been getting into this week, um, Kelly and I have gone into or started watching. We're so deep into this COVID lockdown fucking binge watching shit that like we've started watching things that I swore to God I would never watch. And we started watching probably a show that I hate. I don't know if I've ever hated any show as much as the show I'm about to speak about. <laughs> Uh, the Big Bang Theory, it is terrible. I hate it so much. And we're three seasons in. Yeah. I've seen every episode of all three seasons. I fucking, every, I'm just like, this, this show fucking sucks. And I have watched, I've okay. watched now 60 something episodes of it. And I don't so, know so what I'm doing. Let me say this. So I, I have also watched Big Bang Theory. I, I, it was not a fan of the show for a while, and I was ambivalent towards it. But I watched it when it was on air every now and then, like somewhere between like the fourth, fifth, and sixth season. So I'd pick up a couple episodes and sit down. And it's on HBO Max, right? So I, I sat down and, and watched. I went down and like read all the descriptions and watched all the episodes that I hadn't already seen. So I wasn't rewatching anything, and I did just did a rewatch, theoretical rewatch of all of the. Um, of the not theoretical seasons. you just watched all the ones that you had never right. seen you filled right. in the gaps right and i gotta say like yes the some of the jokes are stupid like the, the show's not great the laugh tracks are not whatever there is the one character that has shown that might be my favorite character of any show i don't think he's by the third season yet but you'll meet him it's arthur he's professor proton will beaton's, will beaton's character no he's, he's uh like professor proton apparently was an actual show that was like bill nye the science guy but it was it happened earlier and his character is like the most grounded real human being on the show and he just fucking despises Sheldon but he's super nonchalant uh, throughout the whole thing and he's super fucking relatable and he just tells a bunch of old jokes and I don't know like, he fucking cracks me up he's only on like three or four episodes and he made me laugh harder than anyone else on the show did mm, that's very interesting you know he has not shown up yet I just googled him real quick I've never heard of Professor Proton, but that guy looks very familiar. Um, I just, I don't know. I despise this show and at all night, like we put it on, it's, we watch the real stuff that we want to watch, like wh while we're hanging out downstairs. And then when we go up to bed, yeah. we just throw on a sitcom that's easy watching that. Like if I fall asleep and miss half an episode, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. This show is literally the definition of that feeling. <laughs> this show is, it is so late. Like all of the, like, I don't understand. Did you know that it was like the most popular show in America for like five got, years? How do you think it got like nine seasons? I don't understand. How did, so, like, is, I, it's one of those, it's like Frasier, except for Frasier is actually good. But it's one of those shows that I think people only like because 
they they think it makes them smart if they get the references or the jokes or whatever. At least Frasier had good humor in it. This show doesn't even really have that. And you know what they do that really bothers me? They do that shit that they always do in movies and TV shows where if they want to show someone is nerdy, they start talking about comic books, but they say like, in The Flash... Uh, uh, issue 357 we see that professor zoom is and it's just like no one fucking quotes very specific issues especially that low in the number system of the flash like no one does that i'm sorry we don't do that i read so many comic books nobody is like knows it down to the number i'm sorry it doesn't exist People are it that way. Comic book. I mean, I'm sure there are some comic book nerds who who do do that, but I think they only do that because they think that that's what they were supposed to do. I mean, I'll, I'll say like there's there's points of the show that made me laugh where like the writers of the show will have some fun. Like they and at one point in like season six or seven, they they had raised the question of if Man Bat were to reprise the mantle of Batman, would he be Man Bat Batman or Batman Man Bat? Or they like they go through all the different combinations, and I was like, "That's a funny conversation that I bet someone actually had." Um, uh, that's, I mean, some of their comic ba- book based references are solid. Like uh, Sheldon makes a makes a comment that to um, to become a Green Lantern, you have to be chosen by the Guardians of Oa, and you're at you're in a challenge of will basically against every human on the planet so you have a very slim chance but with enough startup capital and uh research facilities you could easily become batman and it's just like yeah that's true being batman all it takes is having enough money and time to do it like that's the only way that you can actually be batman but like it doesn't take that much more i mean although I would say that that's pretty iron willpower as well. So Batman had just as much chance to become Green Lantern as anyone. The the fact of the matter is, like, that's the same for every single profession on Earth. Like, oh, I could have been an astronaut if I dedicated my life to it. It's like, yeah, but (laughs) you didn't. Just just to say that, oh, I would have done this if I were in this. Like, fuck you, no, you wouldn't have. You would have sat on your ass because you're a billionaire. You're the Prince of Gotham. Yeah, exactly. Why would you go out and fight crime when you didn't have to? Well, no, but he's saying that you could theoretically with just all it takes is the money, right? Right. If you had the drive, all that's in, in, in the way of you is the money. So if you had the drive and the money, you're good. Whereas Green Lantern, it's like one in eight billion sure. chance, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean anyway, it's, it's really right. not that so, low, though, because there's like six. I mean, there's so many Green Lanterns in the universe protecting thousands of planets. And then there's fucking eight Green Lanterns chilling on Earth, which makes... It, there's it, only there's only oh, I guess there are like six now, so right? many with you have, you have Simon Miguel and then the chick uh, Simon Baz Simon you Baz. have the new girl I don't even know yeah I have no idea yeah I haven't even read any of the is. modern Green Lantern stuff like there's like four or five of them on top of yeah the and then you got Lantern. Guy Gardner you got John Stewart you got Kyle Rayner and obviously Hal Jordan so that's four Simon Baz and the girl. The six. And Miguel is... Uh, is that... I think Miguel is the name of... He's the, Brick Breaker. It's different. Did you think about the Teen Titans? Or no. Oh, uh, um, yeah, not him. That's not even who I was thinking of. I was thinking of... Um, I think I was thinking of Miguel whatever that becomes Ghost Rider in Marvel. Oh. Uh, O'Hara? Whatever. Like whatever, yeah. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. I think that's where I got the name Miguel. But... Um, 
yeah, I don't even know what's going on with all the Green Lanterns. There's too many of them. Uh, I don't even... It's the same thing with, like, all the Bat family. I was looking at some Batman stuff, some of the new James Tinney and the fourth Batman run, and I was just like, they for Joker War, they gave uh spoiler a bat symbol on her chest and i was just like everybody every hero in gotham has to have a bat symbol are you fucking kidding me like just stop making everybody bat like the bat family is now too big stop putting so many people in the bat family it's i mean insane. the bat family makes more sense to me than the green lantern because they, they're just chosen <laughs> by a billionaire yeah it's one dude selecting people whereas you know, when the Guardians are like, hey, these 4,000 planets have one protector. We should probably double up on Earth, though. Hey, so for this uh, Green Lantern TV show, I'm sure you've heard about it, yeah, right? I don't know any details about it, but I heard that there's one of them. There aren't any yet because they, they're they just, they're not there yet. But um, who would you cast as the different, like, let's go through the the first the original four that we're aware of who would you dream casting cast as those those four characters who's your Hal Jordan um so it's fun I'm, Ryan so, Reynolds no what no um <laughs> I don't know like no, he's, honestly he's very honestly I, like he's not going to be cast because he's already in Doom Patrol something else but I fucking love Matt Bomer's acting um and I would not hate I would. Dude, he's really good in Doom Patrol season one. I really liked, especially that storyline about him like having to hide his homosexuality, and he has a wife and yeah. kids, and all of that. That was heartbreaking. That episode was really heartbreaking. Spoilers for Doom Patrol. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean season two. Season two gets into it as well. Um, it, yeah, it, it, he starts. I haven't gotten there. I only got through. I think I got to basically the final episode of season one and I didn't quite make it through that and I haven't gone back. I really liked it, but uh, I watched it when Kelly was out of town and I just haven't had the time to go back and finish it. Yeah, I'd say season two is so, not as good as season one. Wait, Matt Bomer is who you would choose for Hal Jordan? I, that's, I mean, that's off the top of my head. I'd have to give it more thought than that, but off the top of my head, I really enjoy his acting and he fits the role. For, for me, for those of you listening, I'm really big on looks. I... Like, it annoys me when they cast people that look nothing like the character that they're based off of. It's like ignoring the description of a book. Like, when, especially when they're comic books, the artist drew a character. And if you can't match hair color and, like, the fact that Ezra Miller isn't fucking blonde drives me insane. Like. Yeah, but didn't you like the guy who played The Flash on the TV show? Barry Allen's not blonde. I mean, I, I um, uh. Burnett. What's his name? His, his uh, I, I follow him as Grant. Grant Gustinson um, isn't blonde either. Grant, Grant Gustin. I know, but he's brunette. I, I, I enjoy his like acting. Him? I don't understand why he couldn't dye his hair blonde. I've seen pictures of the guy who plays Homelander. He was brunette before he got cast in the role. They dyed his hair blonde. And he... Yeah, dark brown. And I'm like, what? If the, like, why not just dye the kid's fucking hair? Why does it matter to the film directors, whether or the TV show producers, and and DC certainly has the budget for the Justice League movie? Like, I don't understand why they feel the need to change the actors or the characters' hair color. Who gives I a do. shit? Like, it just bothers <laughs> me. Like, it's one thing for like the the Spider-Man Homecoming and, and Far From Home uh, franchise for them to you know create MJ as a you know, modern retelling and, and it's Michelle Johnson, not Mary Jane. Fine. If it's not Mary Jane Watson, then it doesn't have to be red hair. If you still want to fill her as the role of the love interest called MJ, I'm okay with that because you guys decided to take a hard 
creative direction. Whereas if you're just going to be like, I, hey, this is Barry Allen. Oh, but he's he's not the Barry Allen you know. I'm going to change everything else about him. I'm just going to use his name. Mm-hmm. I don't love it either. I don't. I always thought it made more sense to make him blonde. I mean, I, I know that we had this conversation multiple times, but I always thought a younger Ryan Reynolds would have been a great Barry Allen if you made him blonde, which uh, they probably would have at the time. They probably would have given him blonde hair, and I think he would have pulled it off. I thought he would have been great. Um, okay, so that's your so Matt Bomer, a black-haired man, is your is your Hal Jordan, a brunette. As you as you sit there and complain about hair I mean, color, his um, hair is okay. But wait, close enough. let's move on. He, you can make him brown haired. It's fine. Um, let's move on. Who's your John Stewart? Uh, uh, it's tough. I mean, like there's a, there's a lot of actors that I uh, think could fill the role. Um, there's only one. Who, who are you thinking? Idris Elba. Yep. It's Idris Elba. He's John Stewart. I don't understand why it hasn't happened I mean, yet. It's just it's insane that he's not. And now he's going to be, he's ruined for the DC canon. He can't be in it because he's going to be uh, some character in the suicide, the new Suicide Squad yeah. movie, which is fucking annoying because he's John Stewart. He, he looks exactly like what I always pictured John Stewart would look like in human form from watching the Justice League animated shows. Girl, yeah, I mean, like, it's Mahershala Ali, I know that he's, you know, Blade. Blade. But at the same time, he would have been he good blew too. me away I love in him. season He's... three of True Detective. I, I never even watched the second season of True Detective. Oh, he might. Oh, I haven't even watched but it either. But season. he might be my favorite actor right now, Mahershala Ali. I watch him in like I've everything. watched the Green Book like twice. He's incredible. He's just so tough. I had not seen him in anything until Luke Cage season one, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this dude." this guy's the truth like i really like this guy and then they fucking killed him and i was so upset i was like what the fuck you're gonna kill off the best character in this whole show like i don't understand what you just did you just ruined this shit and then i I just went on a deep dive and just like went super deep into that dude's career like watched like episodes of tv shows that he i just like went to his imdb and was just like i need to watch more of this guy's shit and just like started watching random episodes of shows i had never seen didn't understand the context (laughs) it was uh, i was i had a lot more free time at uh back then but or um, even honestly anyway all right michael b michael b jordan also like i just love him and everything too yeah no he'd be great as like a young john stewart That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I think. Um, honestly, what you could do is you could do like a a Hal Jordan training John Stewart, and like him being like a young guy. Um, but the idea is going to be is uh, is like a show called Green Lantern Corps, right? right? So who would you pick? Who's the next Green Lantern in line? Do you know who who comes next? Can- canonically? Probably Guy Gardner. Or Guy Gardner. Who, who would you choose for Guy Gardner? I mean, he's, he's super arrogant. Yeah, he's just an, I mean, it's it's not necessarily the because the actor themselves can should theoretically be able to act the role. It's not like we're going to hire some angry person to play an angry character. Hopefully, the actor that you hire should be able to pull off an extremely hot headed. Uh, yeah. So, who would you pick? I don't know. I mean, that, that one's going to be tougher for me. Um, definitely someone that fits like the just kind of jarhead. Um, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, on a way better podcast than the one that we do, um, there's uh, they they've been calling for uh, John Cena 
as Guy yeah. Gardner and to make him be Guy Gardner with the bowl cut. <laughs> that that original costume with like the high like Captain America boots and the bowl cut and like the really big collar. I feel like that would just <laughs> come off as a as a um uh a bit ridiculous. Yeah, as a as a comical a comical character. Oh, I know, but that would be so funny if you brought in John Cena with like the big red bowl cut. That would be so good. <laughs> um. Yeah, Guy Gardner is a bit harder to cast for me. I don't know who I would choose for him either. Maybe a Mark Wahlberg could be a like a Guy Gardner character, but Guy Gardner has red hair, so it's sort of tough to cast him. I'm trying to think of someone who can play that kind of just brash arrogance. You know like who that? I wouldn't hate? I wouldn't hate Aaron Paul, the guy that plays Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Oh, he would be good. He would be a good... It's definitely the in some of the episodes that I've seen Breaking Bad of him just kind of getting fed up, just be like, you know what, man, fuck you. Or just like his, even in the early seasons, just having that misplaced confidence of thinking that he was a badass yeah. or a hard ass or something. You know what I mean? Like he can, he actually can pull that off. That's that wouldn't be a bad uh, situation. He could definitely play someone who's full of himself. All right, who would you do for Kyle Rayner? Uh, you know, Kyle Rayner is probably the he's, Green Lantern that I know the least about. I, I've read very He's few. just a young, he's a young graphic designer from a metropolitan city. Uh, basically, you got to cast like a young hipster type. I mean, honestly, Ezra Miller would have been a great choice for Kyle Rayner if they were doing this uh, and he wasn't already the Flash. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, he's, he really does kind of have that Kyle Rayner um, look to him. Um, Kyle Rayner is probably my favorite of the Green Lanterns. I, I don't. John Stewart is actually probably my favorite because John Stewart always makes like big ass guns <laughs> out of his because he's like an ex-military uh, and he was also an architect. So his, his stuff is like really detailed. So it's like really cool. Yeah, I mean, um, Kyle Rayner was an artist. Dream, he's graphic designer, dreamcast an artist, without so. a budget. I mean, I would throw in something like Miles Teller. Um, I, I, I think I liked his. Not bad. I, Miles Teller actually would be a good guy Gardner, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, he pulls off extreme emotion the same way that uh, uh, that guy Gardner needs to be portrayed. Like guy Gardner flies off the handle. I think so quick. I think that he could be. I mean, have you seen Whiplash? But he doesn't have many explosions in that film. It's not like. He does have explosions, and I think he plays like a quiet intensity. I think he could do something bigger. It's that arrogance. That's the bigger part. It's not about the hot-headedness. He's not atrocitous. He's Guy Gardner, right? Like, he doesn't have to be constantly flying off the handle. He just needs to be overly confident, you know, with no I'm reason, not, I'd really. have to see it to, to, to believe it. I wouldn't hate the casting. I mean, I, again, I'm, Miles Teller is one of those actors that I think is incredibly talented, and I've enjoyed a lot of things that he's in. Kyle Rayner would be – it's kind of a difficult one because I'm trying to think of a young – but like introverted, sort of angsty. Timothy like it's, Chalamet, it's a got it. Type. That, honestly, I was that was the name I was gonna throw out. I was really gonna say Timothy Chalamet kind of plays that. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I guess I I would probably do like a Mark Wahlberg for a Hal Jordan or a Tom Cruise for a Hal Jordan. Um, I already said Idris Elba if we we're gonna go with an older um, John Stewart, but I do like Michael B. Jordan as a younger. John Stewart, I think that would be really awesome. Um, 
who else like a younger black actor that I really like? Um, no one's coming to mind that I would like better than Michael B. Jordan, to be honest. Yeah. I think I just you're right. Like I do really like him in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Um, Guy Gardner already threw in mine. John Cena with the bull. And, and I will say um, that if we're gonna allow recasting, Mark Strong is the perfect fucking cast for Sinestro. He's oh, he's so, the only he's Sinestro. The only Sinestro. <laughs> no one else should ever play Sinestro. <laughs> I'm so upset that that movie failed. He's exactly right. I'm so right. upset that it failed just because it deprived us of more Mark Strong Sinestro. You know what? I don't understand why everyone hates that movie so much. I genuinely don't mind it. I think it's just fine. It's not good, but like, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. If someone were to edit out all of the uh, parallax scenes, (laughs) I I would probably enjoy that movie much more. But why did they choose parallax? Yeah, yeah, he's got such a. We can talk about Green Lantern some other time. Like the animated, (laughs) the animated Green Lantern First Flight, where it's basically Mm -hmm. Independence Day. I honestly just watched that because it's on HBO Max. It's like Independence Day but for Green Lantern. I was like, fuck, that would have been such a better film. Give it exposure, like you have a DC universe set in a fucking universe, and he's the one character that's actually connected to the outer space and the entire Justice League, and you decide to set him on Earth. Like, dude, like, that would have been the perfect get away from the whole love interest. I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds, you don't meet your future wife. Uh, <laughs> but you're stuck with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Suck God a forbid. Dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, but seriously, like, it, it would be such a better film of just don't make an animated film. Give me that and let Sinestro have this kind of slow corruption reveal that he's just kind of got this twisted fucking Hyperion style um, uh, view of how he needs to protect and serve and. Let it be a fucking allegory for police uh, corruption and brutality. Um, <laughs> I mean, goddamn it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they could do that. That would be kind of sick, and then bring Michael B. Jordan in as uh, as a black man becoming like this space cop. Exactly. Ooh, I mean, how cool would it be if they did that court case? That court. I mean, you, they would never do it, but that court case. From the Justice uh, League, or. From the Justice League yeah. show, which is based on a comic book series that I don't remember what it was called, but God, I love that that series. Um, anyway, uh, cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, since we're talking about cat, let's jump right into the news. Um, so we're gonna skip the best Leonardo DiCaprio movies until we have our third co-host with us. Um, we'll do that next time. This time, uh, since Brian's not here. Jeff and I are a little bit nerdier and know all the movie news and keep track of all the movie news stuff. We're going to just kind of focus on, uh, we're just going to bring our thoughts onto that and just kind of have a general discussion of new things and kind of just talk about it. So, um, Jeff, since we're talking about casting, uh, did you see the casting news for the um, Black Adam movie? Uh, I saw something. Um did you see The Invisible Man? No. That new movie? It's on HBO Max. I, I suggest you watch it. Watch that's, it. I actually just watched it. It's not it's not really it's not really horror Dude, at she's all. Getting thrown around. It's more of like a psychological thriller. It, it, there's not even a single part that's gonna make you like scared. It's not. It's more it's almost an action film, to be honest. Uh, um it's really good. But yeah, I um, remember something. I can't remember what it was that I saw, but So one of the actors from that movie, uh got cast as Hawkman. That's what it was, Hawkman. They're doing 
Justice Society in the Black Adam movie. And that's going to be his his. I don't know. We don't have any details. We don't know if like so. Apparently, it's going to be Black Adam partially in Egypt, but then partially also in the modern day. I guess. Mm. Uh, no one really knows the details, but um, look it up real quick. Look it up. Uh, look up. Um, Hawkman casting news or something like that, and it'll show the guy. And there's actually some concept concept art of the guy. It showed him the guy was shirtless at one point in uh, the uh, in the movie in the Invisible Man movie. And I gotta be honest, I had a raging erection. <laughs> Just kidding, but the guy's in incredible shape. He's a massive human being. He's probably six four, six five, something around there, about the size of the Rock. And he's just built out of marble. He's just just this huge guy that every movement he makes, like a muscle twitches a little bit. It's incredible. Um, and I honestly think it's great. Make make Hawkman a black man. I'm into it. That's yeah. awesome. Are you, are you finding yeah. it? Aldous Hodge is his name. Yeah, Aldous. That's right. Great name. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what, yeah, what do you he's... just looking at the? Do you see the fan yeah. art? Looks good, yeah. right? I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think that Hawkman and and if they're gonna do Hawkman and they're gonna do his, you know, ancient Egyptian interpretation, um, then obviously they have to have a hawk girl, uh, for him to be in love with. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem. I, I'm not. Like, Wait, so talking real quick on Hawkman, give a quick explanation of what you mean by ancient Egyptian. So, Why are you specifying? So there's different origin stories for different characters through times that the typical, typically accepted, or what I think is the best interpretation for how Hawkman got his powers is that he's got this soul bond with uh, his first incarnation was in ancient Egypt. He had a woman that he fell in love with. I think they were both murdered. And they have this connection where he and his lover just constantly fall in love over multiple lifetimes and then they die, usually tragically. They find each other against across time. Yeah. They always find each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Carter Hall is, uh, is the character's name, at least. That's the version that you yeah. like. That's dumb. <laughs> The best version is from is their Thanagarian space warriors, and that they come to Earth and they have their nth metal and they're just badasses. That's way cooler. Are you kidding me? Your favorite version is that dumb ancient Egyptian shit. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, that's dumb. Thanagar is such a cooler concept. Like this weird. It's like a Flash Gordon yeah, shit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. People with the wings. That's exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's way cooler. Are you kidding me? Anyway, that is why I did quickly ask you, like, what do you think of the Justice Society being in Black Adam? Or what do you think? What the fuck do you think this Black Adam movie is? Apparently Shazam's not even going to be in it. Shazam 2 isn't going to be with Black Adam, maybe, they were saying? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the, I don't I, really I, understand. Like, just, every time I hear news about the DC Universe, extended universe, I'm just losing faith. Like, I just don't think they're doing... Well, I just choice. don't know what they're doing. At like they're point. making, I just don't know. They're making a Batman film. They're making two Batman films simultaneously, and they're not connected, fucking at all. 
They're just like, here's... Wait, what's the second you've one? You've got the, the Flashpoint with, like, three different oh. Batman in it, and then you've got <laughs> the Batman. Well, what they're doing is they're just jumping straight into, uh, it's all a big open multiverse, and any movie can be connected in any way you want it but to that's, be. That's what they're but saying. like, people have a hard enough time trying to follow the 22-slot MCU film, and they're all directly connected with the same actors appearing in each other's films in this awesome well, hodgepodge. How the fuck? Well, then let's jump right into, into the MCU and what MCU is doing because some news came out this week, the week of uh, October 8th, 2020, that of some casting in the MCU and some decisions that are being made with the new Spider-Man movie that is going to blow their shit wide open for the people who cannot keep up. So, Jeff, why don't you jump into that? Who just got cast? Uh, well, Doctor Strange has uh, been introduced into the film. It's been, it's been confirmed that he will be uh, in the film. Um, Jamie... So he'll be, the char- he'll be the Iron Man character that connects it to the wider MCU. Right. right, but I believe what you're referring to is that Jamie Foxx has been cast to reprise his role as Electro. Yes, from which from movie? The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I actually not enjoyed this film. Yeah. I like that one too. People say it's bad, and I'm like, I love that one. Dude, that scene where Gwen Stacy's neck snaps <laughs> or her head hits the ground or whatever is incredible. <laughs> I like that movie. No, All jokes aside, I actually genuinely like that movie. Honestly, Mark Webb is a director of 500 Days of Summer. I think that he's a very talented director when it comes to romances, or low-budget, like, comedies about family, things like that. He's very talented. He's very good. I don't think that he has the chops to pull off an action movie. I think I've seen The Amazing Spider-Man 1 10 times, and I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way through. I don't know what happens at the end of that movie. That movie is bad. But The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I like, mostly because I think that he really leans into the romance between Gwen Stacy and Spider-Man, and it works because not only do you have a very talented rom-com director, you know, guiding these two, this couple, but you have an actual real life couple together on screen who are in the throes of their passion and it really works for me that movie works for me on that level it's essentially a rom-com with a superhero story mixed in i don't even know if it's a rom-com it's like a romantic comedy drama yeah with a superhero I mean, I, I, it's like it's good i, I think, think it's I good think amazing spider-man like 2 pulls off something that a lot of the mcu films and and like the christopher nolan film like it, it gives it such a fantastic human portion dedicated to the film and the movie falls flat in the villain department that's fine so like give me my dream caster you let christopher nolan come in and make the villains and let mark webb come in and direct the the human aspect of the film because christopher nolan's films always... yeah because we know that christopher nolan has no humanity yeah, he's, he's got no like in any the of fucking his christopher nolan verse had no humanity it was it was no. Well, you get the, the smallest amount of humanity when you get Rachel and Harvey Dent together in in The Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, like you see that they like are connecting and that he loves her and then he she's ripped from Michael him. Co- it's, and that's it's the, Michael Caine is uh my cocaine is That's not even good humanity in the third one. I mean, no, I mean just in general for the whole what you kill yourself, Mr. My whole point was that he's he's like the heart and soul. He's the the he is, you know, Plays the role, plays the role of Jimmy Cricket. He's element. just Bruce's conscience throughout the entire trilogy, um, <laughs> and that's fine. It's just uh, 
Like that's that was Christopher Nolan's. He's like, oh, I'll invent a character to give this person humanity. It's like, no, how about you just give the character humanity? Um, sure. Anyway, so Electro jumping into uh, the MCU or signing on to a, a major Spider-Man film, introducing Doctor Strange into a Spider-Man film after his next movie, which is titled The Multiverse of Madness. What do you think that means going forward? I mean, forward? I think the bigger news is this. One, WandaVision has been pushed forward as the first TV show that will be slated for the DC, for the uh, Disney Plus um, shows. For those of you that don't mm-hmm. know, I'd be surprised if any of you don't. Um, Disney Plus... If you're what if you're if you don't know and you're listening to this show, you're listening mm-hmm. to the wrong show. Disney Plus has uh, and, and Marvel have come to agreement to make a bunch of <coughs> TV shows being led by some of the minor characters of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For example, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are getting their own show. Uh, Wanda, Maximoff, Scarlet Witch is getting her own show. Um, uh, the other two, I can't remember them. Um, um, Miss Marvel's got one coming. Um, but so there's going to be a Nick Fury show yeah. now. Um, so what was originally, there's a bunch of shit. They, they had originally announced that the Falcon, oh, and the Winter uh, she Hulk, yep. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier were supposed to be first, but they pushed that back and are instead bringing Wanda and, uh, vision forward. They, they also have announced that Dr. Strange will be in the show and they've confirmed the casting of, uh, what's his face? Peter, the, the guy that played Quicksilver. He's going to be in the show. Um, and it's all kind of related to this, you know, it's it's based off this psychotic break that, that one Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, has in the comics. And the, the reveal that her abilities are extremely powerful and that she has the ability to legitimately shape reality to do whatever she wants. And she starts affecting the outside world while she's having this psychotic break. Um and in the comics, she has disastrous repercussions where she ends up affecting the mutant population in a bad way. And the rumors online are that she is going to be how they bring mutants into the MCU in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Um, so I, I think, you know, they're going to have a ton of fun. I mean, I think Doctor Strange, they had some incredible cinematics and a lot of fun with the magic aspect. And I think that they're going to um, expand on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I think what it's going to come down to is, I think they're doing a Spider Verse movie. I, I think that there's no other way to think about, or to there's no. That's what they're doing. They're doing a live, like they saw the success of the Sony Spider Verse, you know, movie with Miles Morales, right? The animated mm-hmm. one. I think that they're bringing in a, a Andrew Garfield villain. I think that they are bringing in a character that is going to establish the multiverse with Doctor Strange. I think that there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're getting an adaptation of Spider Verse in some way. I think we're, I think we're not far away from hearing that Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield have signed on. I think that the talks have happened so, or are so happening currently. what do you think currently. that means for the future of that Spider-Man franchise with all of the difficulty I, of Well, Marvel? I think that Tom Holland doesn't have many movies left in his contract, and I would be surprised if he sticks around much longer. You, you think Tom Holland's going to exit the MCU after 
Well, I think that Sony. I mean, Spider-Man almost exited the MCU. Yeah, but this, what was that? The beginning of this yeah, year. Yeah, but geez, that's crazy. He was going to continue. <laughs> happened this he year. He was going to continue being Spider-Man, <laughs> but not a part of the cinematic universe. We. But only under contract for two more movies. He's got two movies, so he's got a Spider-Man movie and then one other movie. That's it. He's got this upcoming one and then one other one on his contract. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not going to come back. I mean. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed on for like another six movies or something stupid after his contract ended. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people, but I think that the, you know this this Marvel movie system burns a lot of actors out. So uh, and Tom Holland's still young and he's now made himself a household name. And now I think you can already see with this Devil All the Time movie that didn't do well, but you know is a dramatic movie and. Well, uh, I have not watched it, no, but people had thoughts. <laughs> they did not think it was very good. Um, I think that, you, you know, you can see that he's trying to make a name for himself. He wants to be more taken more seriously as a, you know, a dramatic actor. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see what so happens. I, I, but... I cut out there for a second. You said you watched it. I have not watched it. No, uh, um, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. People didn't people didn't like it I and mean, it's just it's just got a really strong undertone of of uh religious fervor and what blind faith and that kind of dedication to uh belief in a higher power can do and the corruption of people who either do so firmly believe in this you know ultimate power or people who use the belief of others to manipulate them um I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, definitely a little gory. Um, oh, wow. Really? I liked it, yeah. Um, I don't know. I heard that it was another weird accent from Robert Pattinson. I heard he went a yep. little too crazy. Yeah. He's, he's got an interesting role. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know. I want to watch it, but I just haven't. I just, you know, I'm too busy watching shows that I hate to watch something I'm interested in. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't bring it up. I'll, you know, I'll bring it up next week. Um, all right. What other news do you have? Those, those are some big ones. Um, um sure. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the Invincible teaser trailer that drops, uh, there is a new, uh, superhero TV show, animated TV show that is going to be my obsession whenever it finishes. Um, Invincible, for those of you that don't know, is a, uh, image comics, uh, original by a man by the name of Robert Kirkman. Uh, it's basically a creator. Who's that? Uh, he's also the creator of Walking Dead. He's the comic book creator. Uh, oh. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, essentially, it's a, it's a kind of an interesting retelling on the story of Superman. Um, in a sense, uh, it's, it's more about Superman's son, uh, but it's about an alien comes to uh, Earth has a kid with a human and uh that human it's it's the the kid's story and it's him at the age of i think 17 coming into get developing his powers and his quest and journey onto being a superhero living up to his father's legacy and uh harnessing the, the ability to the best that he can doing the right thing so there's so many different themes that i personally love like morality um and legacy uh, that all just kind of come together in this awesome way. Uh, they released the voice cast, uh, I think two weeks ago and, uh, mm -hmm. and they released the first teaser. So it looks awesome. 
I, I, I'm like, they, they definitely, my main concern was, are they going to shy away from the gore? Because the comic book, for those of you that need the disclosure, uh, it is a gory comic book at times. And from what I saw in the teaser, they are not planning on shying away from the gore. So, no, I was just, I was going to bring that up as well. That it made me really happy because uh, I, I mean, for those who don't know, I uh, haven't listened to, I think, what was it? The first episode, for some reason, was our comic book draft. And the yeah. reason that it was our first episode was because um, <laughs> we had recorded like three or four test episodes. And I think we were ready to jump into some meteor stuff and didn't really think about it and made that the first episode. And it just became me and Jeffrey I mean, just could, talking about comics while Brian went, yet. that sounds cool. <laughs> we haven't released them yet. We could just reverse the orders that i know i might have to even though we keep talking about that being i went back and listened to it and it we just keep talking about that how that's our first episode but um basically um excuse me invincible is one of my favorite comic book series of all time i mean i have all 25 trades here in my library my personal comic book library at home um i love it i don't it's one of my favorites of all time. I don't really like The Walking Dead. To be honest, I don't really like a lot of other Robert Kirk Kirkman stories. I've I've read a lot of his stuff, but I just they're not my favorite. I just don't love them. But um Invincible really hits me. Like it like I love it very much. And to like when I heard it was animated, I was a little bit bummed because I wanted to see it in sort of a boys style take you know yeah. what i mean like a gritty kind of real life feeling take um but i was like you know what maybe it'll be good and then watching this trailer i was like oh my god this is exactly perfect they like almost even ryan otley is the artist on most of the invincible comic book series and they matched his style of art like almost exactly like it yeah. looks like it's it's coming off the page yeah. i was like wow this is great and it <laughs> like you said that comic book is very bloody, very violent. I mean, you're talking about a, a story that is basically, I mean, the character is, he can fly and he has super strength. And when he punches a human being <laughs> and their head explodes, they show a head exploding in the comic. And in the trailer for this show, they are showing heads explode when people are getting punched. It looks crazy. It looks so good. I'm so excited. Also, it's got the great man, J.K. Simmons, as uh, as the main character's father. Um, it's got, uh, man, I forget his name. But uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead TV show as uh, the main character of, of Invincible. Um, it's got who who's playing. Do you remember? Do you happen to have the cast list up? Who? What was the question? Who? Do any of them? Yeah, the girl do, that plays uh, uh, Britta Perry in Community is the one that's playing uh, Adam. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, I like her. Um, yeah, I don't. It's just got. I don't have it up Jillian in front of Jacobs. me, but. Gillian Jacob, yep, she's great, um, and she would be a great. She'll, she'll be a great uh, character. Um, hopefully, they don't shy away from some of the weirdness of it. You know, like they're like the interdimensional stuff. Hopefully, they get into the Invincible War. 
Hopefully they get into all of that craziness that happens in this series. I mean, there's 24 volumes for them to cover. And hopefully they go off and do some new shit. Hopefully Robert Kirkman writes something new for this. Because I, I just, I would love to go back to that world. Because I was really bummed when it ended. I'm glad it ended because it ended on a good note. But um, I just, I was bummed. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, maybe I'll get to relive it in this way of this animated series. I'm very excited. I don't know. Uh, maybe we can actually get Brian to jump in on the Invincible comics before it. But then again, we can't even fat, get him to read the one, the fat two chance. that we assigned to him. I mean, there's, yeah. but it, Invincible is an, simply an incredible. It is one of the greatest comic book runs of all time, in my opinion. Uh, but it is a comic book run. It is one hell of a run. It is long. Um, 25 volumes. Yeah, and, and we're talking multiple hundreds of pages per, per volume. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, what else you got, Jeff? What else you got? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Brandon Sanders is coming out with his new book, but I've talked about no, that before. No, no, veto, veto, veto. What about you? <laughs> I can't, I can't spend another minute listening to you talk about Brandon Sanderson on this podcast, Jeff. I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Do 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 do. I, I have a feeling that in the near, like not in the near future, but in the distant future, you're gonna pick up the Stormlight Archives and you'll be like, that was cool. I'll um, get there eventually. Um, all right, let's 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 call it good on news for right now. Let's talk about comics while we got while Brian's not here and we're not going to bore him to death. Chuck, what have what have you been reading lately? Have you been reading any comics? Anything yeah. good? So so I've been keeping up the same comic book that I recommended to Brian that I thought that the one that he selected of the ones that I recommended, um, Last God. It's a DC Black Label. It's it's I don't know if it's officially it's not a part of like the whole superhero world and if you I mean, want to all of their know stuff, more about all of their stuff technically exists under the same in the same universe but i don't know which which planet this one took place yeah. on it's anyways it's just this dungeons and dragons lord of the rings type uh fantasy group adventure about a bunch of people trying to say that if you want to know more about it listen to the other podcast um but i keep up with that one um uh, it releases monthly uh i did really up uh, You're still reading that? I mean, I went back and made it through maybe issue two or three and still was like, not into this. It's still not for me. I'm impressed that you're able to keep up with it. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the story a lot. I, I, I'm curious to see where they're going with it. Um, the other thing was uh, Marvel has created a new snapshot line, which is one shots telling retelling the origin stories of their characters it's kind of this way that, and last month's issue was cyclops um and for those of you that that don't know plane cyclops, crash cyclops is one of my favorite uh characters they actually shy away from the plane crash and it's it's more about and i liked it because it wasn't like hey here's the same 30 you know images that you've seen before that summarize scott summers it didn't talk about um mr sinister it didn't talk about anything that is it's literally his backstory like for this one was a, a different retelling and it was more about him and his inspiration to get to the leader role um so it talks about his uh fascination with like science and, and military strategy and stuff and how he was directly inspired by the fantastic four and uh even before he developed his powers 
because while in the original comics his powers didn't are activated after the plane crash in this one his powers didn't activate until you know years later but they were still inhibited by the plane crash and they had a drew that he had accepted but he had gone through some he went to go listen to some like the the, the, the main focus of the book was that he goes to some science convention to hear Reed Richards and a bunch of other scientists talk about different scientific theories. And then there's a monster that attacks and he ends up needing to be rescued and trying to save himself without powers. And it's that him seeing the fantastic four in action and being thrust into this leadership role to save a bunch of uh, victims uh, is what, and then he eventually develops powers and then it kind of fast forwards. But um, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it sounds like what they're doing is kind of modernizing his origin right like it's not that they're retelling it they're legitimately like being okay yeah the plane crashed but then also he was inspired by reed richards you know initially it was just plane crash and then he got laser vision and now he has to wear sunglasses everywhere you know but now it's like oh well he that did cause it but also he wanted to be a hero right so, I mean, it's the same thing they do with Batman, right? Or Superman or whatever. Like, they do it with everybody. It's like, well, yeah, he plant, he landed here, but then he saw this guy doing some shit. Or, like, you know, whatever. Oh, you know what I just realized? Sorry, my ADD is kicking in because I'm on my second beer. But um, we skipped a, we skipped the first Green Lantern. Oh, Alan Scott. In our casting. Yeah. I mean... He's, gonna, he, he might be in the if they're doing the JSA, he might be yeah, in. Oh the, yeah, there you go. Who are you gonna cast as that big blonde bitch? <laughs> um, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I don't know why I called um, <laughs> Who? Martha Stewart? Is yeah. that what he said? No, I said Brock Lesnar. Um, oh, that would be so sick. That's only because <laughs> <laughs> you described him as a big blonde bitch, and that was what came to mind. Uh, uh, I hope Brock Lesnar listens to this. I'm going to tag him in this episode's description a thousand times. <laughs> um, who would you cast as Alan Scott? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was wrong when I said that, that Kyle Rayner was the freelancer I knew the least about. I, I know next to nothing about Alan Scott, except that he found except a magical he's... lantern in the woods. And his weakness is wood? And his weakness is, <laughs> is wood in the color yellow. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you much about him. Just or... pick someone who would look good in a very high collared green cape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like someone older because if, if Alan Scott's going to be predetermined in this world, it's not like you're going to do like a young Alan Scott. No one wants to see that. Um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, someone, someone old and, uh, <laughs> angry. how sick would that be if they actually got Clint Eastwood as Alan Scott? Sam, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he he'd fucking do it. He was in those Ghost Rider movies. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what brought it to mind. Um, um uh, I was gonna let's do Chris Evans in his old Captain America makeup. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know it's got to be Ryan Reynolds. In, in oh, old that would, that's exactly right. No, it has to be Ryan Reynolds. That's exactly the right answer. And, and he's crazy enough that I think he would do it. Uh, oh, he would fucking love that shit. Sorry if you can hear my bulldog on the microphone, listeners, but he wanted to cuddle. Hi, Frodo. This is my bulldog, Frodo. Frodo, say hi. 
Did you hear that? Did you hear him starting? Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, comic books for me. I've been going back and rereading shit. Um, this uh, virus has got me in like a weird headspace. So I've been going back. I read. I was reading, rereading a bunch of Black Science. I was rereading a bunch of Birthright. I was rereading a bunch of Saga. I was rereading a bunch of Invincible. Actually, like a week ago. Um, I've just been kind of going back and rereading. Oh, I I was earlier today um, on my lunch break. I was rereading um, some of uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman run, mm -hmm. specifically one after they uh, wiped Bruce Bruce Wayne's memory and had Jim Gordon take over Batman and mm -hmm. make him into a giant bat mech. And he uh, he had this character that I really liked called Bloom that they created. Yeah, he was like the main villain for like twelve runs or twelve issues. Oh, for a long time, yeah. He was he's like a power broker, um, basically giving out superpowers. Um, and he became like Jim Gordon as Batman's uh, arch enemy. Can you hear him no. running around? Okay. Hopefully the mic is get like. Oh, was it Gotham Girl and Gotham Guy or whatever? The like the supermen that are trying to clean up Gotham City. Didn't they get the powers from? My him? mic is picking him up. Hold on one second, Jeff. Um, no, Gotham Girl and Gotham Guy come from uh, or got. It's Gotham and Gotham Girl. That's the names of them, and that's after rebirth that comes at the that's the first storyline in rebirth is gotham and gotham girl um bloom is uh from the run uh, from the trade called super heavy the super heavy storyline which is where um jim gordon takes over the mantle of batman yeah. and he has like a shaved mohawk head thing and he quits smoking cigarettes and he gets into a me mech suit batman yeah. and um he uh he even joins the justice league for a little while which i didn't really like that much but um his the storyline of him as batman was pretty cool bloom was just this character who i don't even know how to describe him but he was just such an interesting bad guy and i really liked that storyline so i went back and re like reread a couple issues of that during my lunch break today and i really like it I just, I really miss, I wish, the only reason I wish that Rebirth hadn't happened, or even if they, if they had to do Rebirth, I wish that they had kept Snyder and Capullo on as bat, as the Batman creative team, because I didn't like where, where Tom King took Batman. Um, I really, really liked the Snyder Capullo run, and... I haven't really liked the Batman stuff that they've done since. I didn't love Dark Knight's Metal. I didn't really love Dark Knight's Last Man on Earth. I started reading Dark Knight's Death Metal, but then the coronavirus hit, so I haven't kept up on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the the pitfall for me is, you know, I thought the, the Batman Who Laughs was an interesting concept, 
but I feel like they found something they thought worked, and now it's they just have shoved it into your face. Like the Batman who laughs would have been an interesting. Oh, they overuse that character, and I think it's very annoying. I don't like him. I, like I was like, oh, it's like a fun idea. It's like, oh, he's sticking around for the long haul. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm thinking this week I'm probably gonna buy. Let's wrap this up. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm thinking this week I'm probably going to either buy Ghost of Tsushima or I'm going to buy the Avengers game. Oh, don't do that. I, what? Don't do the don't do the Avengers game. It's Why? For, for one, um, they have a bunch of content that they're going to add to the game. So if you buy it now and then they're going to release Spider-Man for five bucks or you know whoever the fuck they add. Whereas if you buy it six months when all the characters are out, you can buy the game for a cheaper price and get all of the content for free. The only reason would be to get it now would be to play with the active fan base. And I just read an article earlier that the fan base, at least on the PC, has dropped below a thousand players, which means that no one's even getting matchmaking if you're trying to play online with anyone else. It's basically it it dropped quick. It's up there with Anthem with with uh, flops, and it looks like a fun game. I'm I'm not saying I'm never going to play it. I'm just saying between Ghost of Tsushima and the Avengers, Ghost of I, I love the fucking Avengers, Ghost of Tsushima yeah. for sure. You'll be I just so want to play a superhero game where I get to beat people up. That's that's the, that's the main reason I want to play the Avengers. I mean, it has a story mode. I, would say, I want to play the story. I would say you know? you're, you're going to be better off waiting six months and getting Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, I know. I know I am. I know how much and you I'm love excited Spider-Man. for that game. I did love that game. I, it was probably my favorite game last year. Um it was my favorite game last year. I 100%ed it. It was so good. Um, I liked it a lot. It was basically like, I don't know if I've talked about this in the uh, podcast yet, but the Batman Arkham series, um, Arkham City specifically, is probably my favorite video game of all time. It's the video game I've replayed the story mode. I literally, in the last six months, have replayed that story mode twice. <laughs> I can't stop playing that game. I love it so much. What um, is your problem with Arkham Knight? Everyone hates on Arkham Knight, and I understand. I don't hate it. I, you know what it is? I really love. I really wanted the Batmobile to be introduced, but there are so many Batmobile missions, and like the controls of the Batmobile just aren't. I just wanted a car to rip around the city in. I didn't need it to be like yeah. this weird uh, hover admit, tank I, I know. with strafe ability. It's shit. my least favorite part of the game too. I, I've done so many of the, the the combat missions. I've replayed that game so many times. Not necessarily the storyline, but I go through and beat all of the different missions, um, the AR missions, and I haven't even touched the tank missions. Those suck. And I think my biggest upset about the game, one, I didn't even know that the commander of the tanks was Destro. Um, I, I never learned that. I guess I've missed that one line of information in the game while playing it. So I was like, why am I doing these missions? I looked it up and I'm like, oh, you can fight Destro. He's like, what? I don't think that they mention it until the end of the game. Yeah. I was like, what the, yeah. And, but the biggest thing for me was that you beat all, you do all these annoying ass tank missions. You fight all, all the way through and then he takes Destro out with one punch. And it's like, yeah. dude, like that could have been such a cool fight. Like it could have been this huge thing to unlock this awesome what? additional fight. And, like, for all the hate that Arkham Origins gets, like, the Deathstroke fight in that game is tight. I yeah. like that part of the game. Yeah. You know? Like, so at least Arkham Origins did that better than Arkham Knight. You know what it is? I liked Arkham Knight just fine. I liked the story of it. I loved 
accidentally finding about finding man bat like that first time yeah that you try to climb up and man bat just shows well, I mean, up the same thing with joker too terrifying same thing with joker too where he you know oh yeah you're like climbing shit. up something and then joker just laughs in your face yeah they did some really interesting stuff i liked that they gave scarecrow like an actual scary thing to do like he actually was like kind of a terrifying villain um I liked a lot of that game. Um, I mean, we all knew that the Arkham Knight character was fucking Jason Todd. We all knew it. We all... Nobody... You weren't fooling anybody. From the first trailer, Jeffrey, I remember watching it with you when the trailer released and being like, who do you think it is? And you're like, that's Jason Todd. And I was like, yeah, I think so too. (laughs) We just knew it. The game creators, like, it just annoyed me. I was actually excited when the game creators were like, it's not Jason Todd. It's, It's not the Red Hood. Uh, you know, we we've done three successful Arkham games. We know the Batman mythology as well as anybody, and I think we're competent enough to create our own villain that doesn't exist in the comics. And then it was Jason Todd, and I was like, "You fucking pieces of shit!" I wonder if they actually did have a hero, and then their studio was like, "Nope, <laughs> make it Jason Todd." It um, would be sick if they had made it someone else. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is that they were hiding who his identity was. And so it was just like, okay, it's definitely someone we know. Yeah. Because if it, if you if you weren't hiding it, then we'd be like, oh, okay, who is this new guy? What, what, I was, what is this storyline? What I was really hoping, like, obviously you play like five minutes of the game and, and like, like one of the first missions is Batman reliving, you know, losing Jason. And I was like, okay, now I know exactly who it is. But I would have loved for Red Hood to be in the game and for Arkham Knight, like, for you to be like, oh, I think it's Jason Todd. And then Red Hood actually shows up and is fighting Arkham Knight. And they're like, oh, no, who is it now? Like, Fuck. And then, and then Red Hood is the Joker, and then Arkham Knight is still Jason Todd somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I would have loved for Arkham Knight to just be someone new, and then to actually have the Red Hood storyline play out simultaneously too. Um, yeah. I, look, I didn't hate Arkham Knight. There, was, the gameplay functionality of the combat was way better. Like the graphics engine that they used was incredible. The functionality of a lot of the game was really amazing. I like that they included a lot, like um like discovery missions a little bit of detective missions where you like randomly found like clues and you, you're like oh this is another hush clue i mean and, I just like, love you that they really the hush storyline i love that they really embraced the bat family too like as much as there's too many of them like being able to oh. do co-op missions like i beat all of the nightwing missions the second i got them because why the fuck yeah. wouldn't i Oh yeah, they were great. I, I loved doing the nightwing stuff. I loved being able to switch between characters. Yeah. So I thought that the game was a step in the right direction i just don't like i think arkham city excuse me arkham city as a game is just like 100 percent. like it's pretty perfect you know what i mean like i've played it so many times and like i just the whole storyline flows together the side missions flow together the city is well developed and easy to navigate um it's just it like it incorporates all of the Batman villains in a way that makes a lot of sense. Um, there's just a lot of replayability for me in it. Like yep, I could just agree. go through that storyline over and over again. Arkham Knight, I just have no interest in going back to. For some, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't care enough. I mean, I probably will. I mean, what I love I just about don't the franchise. Ever redo the tank missions? If I could play, if I could play Arkham Knight with no tank missions, I would go back in a heartbeat. What I but, love about I mean, yeah the 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 franchise is that I can just boot up Arkham Knight. If I need a taste to play Batman, I don't need to go back to the storyline in order to do it. I can just jump into the AR missions and get my taste of the combat, just getting the three stars of doing either the, 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 um, 
vigilante mode or the actual combat mode. Like that's all I need is just a taste of being, you know, those heroes and beating down on some people. Um, yeah. But see, the thing is, I like the story. I like I like a game where you go back and replay the story. I mean, even in the time like we were talking about Spider Man PS4, I played that story mode twice all the way through. Like I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed. I like that story. I like it's like going back and rereading a book or rereading a comic for me, but it's something that I can actively engage yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, or like you're. It feels like you're playing a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the same reason I liked um, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, I don't, I don't know if you yeah. did you play that. Uh, so I really liked the story of that, and I played it several times. It's one of the only open world games I've played multiple times. I mean, I guess. Arkham Knight or Arkham City and Spider Man are both technically open world, but they're not in the same way that that game is. That game's map is massive. Um, but you know, I really liked that game, and I went and I, I just felt like there's a lot of replayability there. Um, and so I think I probably will end up with Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, people are like saying it's the best game of the year, and I like samurai shit, so until I'll play Cyberpunk it. comes but, out, yeah, so. Yeah, I should honestly just go in and pre-order that so that I can make sure that I have a physical copy on day one because I'm not doing the download shit. I hate downloading it. But you get it. All right, man. Well, uh, let's go ahead and sign sure. off. I'm going to go. I haven't eaten yet, so I'm going to make Same. dinner. We've been on for about an hour and 15. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. If anybody is still listening to the ramblings of two idiots about nothing, um, this has been the Clever clever kids podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter at clever kids pod um my name is tyler i don't have social media jeff do you do you usually plug your social no, media no you my social media is usually private yeah we don't really we're not cool so you don't need to know what we're doing um thanks for listening please reach out tell us what did you think of the Invincible trailer? What did you think of the... What do you think? Is it a Spider-Verse movie? Do you agree with me or or disagree with Jeff? Those are your two options. <laughs> um, let us know what you think about any of the things we talked about. Or if you have some news that you want us to talk about, please feel free to let us know. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. Oh.